On this episode, we cover a movie, not a great movie, and the funniest thing that ever happened took place right here on the Pool Scene Podcast. Pool Scene Podcast. Welcome to Earth again. Welcome to the Pool Scene Podcast. And fuck, this movie makes me want to leave the Earth. <laughs> so I'm not on the same planet that this movie came from. Love the fucking Earth. I'm Kevin and joined by Jim. Today is his birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, Jim. Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy, again. 67 also, years young. That's right. Also, since he joined us for the watch along of the first movie in this series, it seemed only right to bring back Corey Hayes for this episode. Corey, how are you? I hate that you guys did this to me. I, I can't yeah. believe I had to sit there while it happened. Jim wanted to but spend his great. birthday watching this movie. That's how Jim wanted to bring in 40 I'm uh, with myself. a resurgence of sorts. It's a fucking train wreck. Ladies and gentlemen, pool seniors, all of you, this is the worst movie we have covered thus far on this podcast. I, it's in the lower tier. It's, it's, it's a this rollerball and grind. Grind, maybe I disqualify because I liked it so much growing up. Same here. This is objectively terrible. Oh. Uh, so, Corey, this is the first time you're joining us for a standard episode because yeah. you've joined us for this. He's the first three time participant. Twister watch along. That's right. Independence, Independence Day, Day watch, watch along. along. And now. A resurgence of sorts. So in my mind, every sequel in the 2000s is subtitled Resurgence. But this resurgence is 2016's Independence Day Resurgence. Up against the ropes, Earth is bringing back all your favorite characters, except your favorite character. Featuring Will Smith's fake movie son, who was crippled by an accident that left him entirely without charisma. We'll all try to converge at the same time. But whoever gets to the target first will deliver the payload. One of those handsome Hemsworth brothers, because why not? Vivica A. Fox, the only stripper in history who wasn't lying about saving up for med school. Jeff Goldblum, reprising his most popular role, himself. No, 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 no. The Queen's ship will be no, there no, 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 in two no. minutes. I'm so surprised to see you. A little bit. Ex-President Whitmore, who is bound to give a kick-ass speech, topping the last one any second now. Today, he's going to do it. Just wait. Not going to be. Any second now. That's sacred. That's worth fighting for. Oh, here we go. See, random extras are starting to watch. We all have to fight till our last breath. And that is going to lead us to victory. And if you've watched this movie, you may find it hard to believe that it was written and directed by Roland Emmerich, who made the first Independence Day. Not like some other people bought the rights and crapped out a cash grab sequel. Nope. This was made because they genuinely were inspired to make a sequel. This was actually supposed to be two sequels originally titled ID Forever. Oh, great. And ID Forever Part 2. More like, I want to ID forget all of this shit. Yes. So, and they were supposed to be shot back to back. Fox greenlit one. <laughs> Thank you, Fox. So like, we're going to give you one. We'll see how it goes. The only time I've ever agreed with Fox anything. So they greenlit one and that became resurgence. You guys want to guess what else was considered besides resurgence? Come on, just throw them out there. Late, you know, 2016. Re reborn. Okay, that's a good guess. Probably had something to do with the election. 
(laughs) (laughs) So it was Independence Day Returns. Revival. Independence Day Retaliation. It has an RE prefix. Independence Day Rises and Independence Day Requiem, which those are the four like suffixes for every sequel ever. Wait a minute. Independence Day Rises. Yes. So literally the 4th of July fucking rises Ret- or it returns from the it dead does every year returns retaliation rises requiem this movie would have made more sense if they would have resurrected george fucking washington at this rate <laughs> independence day requiem for a dream all the aliens are on drugs <laughs> they'll have to get their limbs amputated and jared leto's there and they all have the glow tagline it couldn't have been worse you guys want to guess the tagline they're back, motherfucker. I have no idea. Yeah, that's exactly. It's an poster. <laughs> They're back, motherfucker. Jim was right. No, tagline was, we had 20 years to prepare. So did they. Here's the thing. They needed the help. Let's we didn't real. prepare for shit. Well, according no, we to. We rebuilt D.C. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With mega skyscrapers. That they're not even allowed to have. Because in Washington, D.C., there's an ordinance that nothing can be larger than. I think it's the Washington Monument. But it might even be the Capitol building. Exactly. Nothing can be larger than the Capitol building. So. Is it still D.C. if it got destroyed? Did they acknowledge but that that's it was a good called point. D.C.? I don't know. No. Probably called. Probably called Whitmoreville. Yeah, there you go. Fucking Hillertown. <laughs> Russell Caseland. Uh, we see his name. We see his yeah, name. That's enough. It was downhill from uh, there. He had much. some thoughts about 2016's election. Randy Quaid? Yeah. Oh, you don't say. Uh, Jim, this one came out just five years ago, but been a long, long five years. A very long five years. Tell us what was going on at the time of release, along with number ones and, of course, budget, box office, and all of those fun things. Well, before we get into that, this is Robert Loja's final appearance. And no joking aside, I thought this was digital Robert Loja, it but no. Be. That was Robert Loja. This was his final appearance in movies before he later died. I wish his final later. appearance would have been in Necessary Roughness Resurgence. I was hoping you were going to say Over the Top again. Over that the Top Returns. <laughs> can, can you imagine your career? No, scratch that. Your life ends. Yeah. And this is the last thing you did. Robert Loja, a legend in movies. He has been in such movies such as Over the Top and Necessary Roughness. And his final appearance is him literally be lifted from a chair with a horribly bad CG background of alien Washington, and he doesn't even say a line. He's wearing a general's uniform that doesn't fit him. It's too big for him. He looks like somebody's child in a captain's hat. (laughs) He also was an army general. Why is he dressed like he's in the fucking Marine Corps? He No, remember in when we did the watch along of Independence Day, they basically let him make up his backstory, and he picked that he was a Marine. Fine. Because if you were given the choice, so booyakasha. 619. That's my my Pueblo. That's right. Why the fuck not? Well, anyways, Independence Day Resurgence came out on June the 24th, 2016. That's right. My dad and I went to see this opening night, and I'm pretty sure my dad wanted to jump in front of oncoming traffic after he saw this. This had a budget of $165 million, and it made $389 million at the box office. Okay, so they didn't lose a substantial amount of money, which is surprising because I thought this movie would have made... 180k. Um, yeah. Double the budget. I would if I remember, 18. right? Roughly double the budget of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Twice as bad. Yeah. yeah. Twice as bad. And <laughs> double the budget. This <laughs> seriously. Out of all the movies we have covered, all the swim meet series we have done, all the after hours we have done, this might be the worst CG I've ever seen. And this movie was five years well, ago. Well, we're gonna get into it. Yeah. We're gonna get into it. So, Kevin, normally at this time I would do a flashback, but I can't do a flashback because it was five fucking years ago. Guess what? It was before uh, the 
everything went to shit. So remember the good times. We're all still having flashbacks of 2016, so I don't <laughs> think you need to do that. We pretty much are. In news, President Barack Obama officially endorses Hillary Clinton as the Democratic presidential nominee for President of the United States. Boy, how things would have been different. Speaking of things not so much different coming to this country, a gunman opens fire at a gay nightclub in Orlando, killing 49 people, injuring 53 others. The worst mass shooting in United See, States that's, history. That's the whole how long the five years have been because yeah. I have no timestamp for when that happened. The Pulse nightclub shooting, absolutely horrible. No idea that it was 2016. You know what the funny thing is though? 2016 seems like 20 years ago. When, when did the last Las Vegas uh, shooting happened. The iHeartRadio. How bad is that that I don't remember that? There's so when many the fucking guy barricaded himself in this, the suite and had the fucking that, sniper that rifle. After Pulse, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Maybe 20. Because he killed more people than Pulse, maybe, right? I think he did. I mean, that's a horrible thing. But to here's debate, the thing. This is the problem. There have been so many there have been so many mass shootings, we can't fucking remember which yeah. one is which. Oh, that's a yeah, problem. Because I can remember. That Columbine happened on April 20th, 1999, because yep. up to that point, you had Kip Kingle, you had a couple other ones, but, but Columbine was like, holy shit, this door's been kicked open. I can remember April 20th, 1999, like September 11th, 11th. 2001, like it was that big, but then it's like Columbine happened and then some more happened and then some more happened and now it's like one a week. How bad is it that it's almost normal? That's what I mean. It's happened so much now that they're almost not even like publicized. Exactly. But we need some levity, Kevin and Corey. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is the first United States city to pass a tax on sweetened drinks. Ooh. Also seems like longer than five years ago. It does. It does. It's funny how 2016 does feel like 20 plus years ago. Speaking of which, UK Prime Minister David Cameron resigns after he told the parliament to say, hey, maybe we should vote on leaving the European (laughs) Union. Just throwing it out there. And guess what? They're like, all right, Dave, we'll do it. And guess what? They decided to leave and they've regretted it ever fucking since. UK needs to get back in that European Union. I'm saying for all of our uh, UK pool sceners out there. Speaking of which, another problem we've had in this country, the United States Supreme Court. And this is kind of recent news as well. The Supreme Court strikes down the Texas law restricting abortion five to three. And that, the, I, that was five years ago. I five thought that year, was five days ago. Five years ago. No, n- except this time flip it where the Supreme Court uh, didn't step in. And then they Texas. Now. Yeah. Texas turned into the hands made tail. That was bad. But in sports, Kevin, we need some levity. What up, George? Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael. Welcome to the, the sports, sports machine. machine. And there's only one thing that matters in this time in 2016. Good to inbounds. Shepard. Trying to stay with Curry. Catches one dribble, steps back, puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound tip taken by Spades. Final seconds. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Cleveland Cavaliers win their first NBA championship, beating the defending champion Golden State Warriors 93-89, thanks to the block and the shot in Game 7. The first D, Kevin loves D on Steph Curry. Exactly. The first team ever to overcome a 3-1 deficit. And, of course, the king himself, LeBron James, was the MVP. Hizzle. We should have watched that instead. Yeah. I would have loved that. We would have felt a lot better talking about a whole play by play of a game seven. I would have enjoyed CG it more. was better. 
<laughs> now at this time I would normally do a rental thing, but those things don't exist. Circuit City didn't exist and DVD sales basically were gone. So the number one movie in America was Finding Dory. Okay. Sure as hell was in this movie. And then the number one song in America. This is why we will never cover music videos any later than 2006 or seven. Panda designer. Was your number one song Again, five years old? Wow. Yeah, was the number wow. one song Panda, in America? Panda, Panda, Panda. Pretty Panda. fucking bad. And that's all that was going on June twenty fourth, two thousand sixteen, twenty years ago. All right, let's explode into the plot. I didn't have a better adjective than let's Yeesh. explode. Let's extract or, that core. Let's extract the core of the plot. Let's resurge it. Just about 20 years after the events of the first film, planet Earth is thriving because we took that technology from them aliens. Fuck you. We defeated them in 96 and to make yeah! the world a better place, we took their technology. You alien assholes. And as the 20 year anniversary approaches, strange things are happening. Like <gasps> people are being possessed to draw strange symbols that look a lot like a power button. Pretty much. David Levinson, a hero of the first invasion, realizes from one of the crashed ships that the aliens had sent a distress signal before they were defeated. We spend some time back and forth at a base on the moon and at Area 51 before, unsurprisingly, it's revealed <gasps> that the aliens are back to finish us off with the job that they started 20 years ago. Can Earth prevail again? Spoiler the aliens win. The earthlings are now all speaking alien language and are servants to aliens. Pretty much. I'm joking. Or am I? Well, did you see Doesn't Kim matter. and Kanye show up at the Met Gala? They I'm pretty like sure they were there. Yeah. Definitely an alien or two at the Met Gala. You'd all be aliens now if it wasn't for my David. <laughs> yeah. So it, they were in the bunker. It really doesn't matter what that. happened. So let's. And you still film this movie. <laughs> let's get into <laughs> characters. Now, the elephant in the room, the big exoskeleton in the room, Will Smith was obviously asked to return, but wanted $50 million. Why don't they love me, man? That would have been to sign on to two sequels and they were like nah we're good but he says he couldn't do it anyways because he was filming concussion and then suicide squad i'm not sure whether he made the right choice or not what do you guys think i think he did both movies concussion was was that a that was about the nfl was a cte movie yeah. and then the first suicide squad nobody watched i still yeah. think he's better off uh yeah probably i wouldn't want to be attached to this and i know it's easy for us to sit here and shit but do it. we think if he would have been in this, it would have been written differently and therefore would have been better or do we think it would have been the same movie here's where i stand just with that. him saving the day at some point the editors and the director hit the enter button for the last time and said this is it we made what we wanted to make and i don't think will smith would have changed their their direction all right at all. so without will smith our top build is jeff goldblum as david levinson the director of the earth space defense and the united states government's leading researcher on extra testicle technology what was his salary by the way we know that <laughs> what did they pay a lot <laughs> yeah to have been a time uh Liam Hemsworth, brother of Thor, as Jake Morrison. You guys catch that name at any point during this Literally shit Nope. Times. Yeah. He's a pilot of the Earth Space Defense and Patricia Whitmore's fiance. Now, they is definitely were the saying best. Earth Space Defense, and it's literally 20 years after the first movie. Yeah, they, uh, oh, fuck. they went all in on bringing back as many characters from the first movie as they could in any way that they could. Yeah, the characters of the kids in the first one. 
Bill Pullman's back as yeah. President Thomas J. Whitmore, the former president of the United States, who's highly revered by the country as a world-saving war hero. And he's a fucking nutter. He's he a nutter. He get off my lawn, old man. Yeah. Like He's got a post-traumatic stress disorder and physically linked to the en- enemy permanently. So he is like a horcrux yeah. for those Harry Potter fans. <laughs> that is a fucking <laughs> deep, good. deep thing right there. He's a horcrux. And a cane. And a cane. Micah Monroe, whatever that is, <laughs> as Patricia Whitmore. It's a fucking name, whatever that is. <laughs> She's the daughter of Tommy Whitmore. She's the girl who held it together when you found out that his wife died in the first She movie. wanted to be a yeah. combat pilot because her dad was a combat pilot. I'm a pilot. And, I can fly. Uh, <laughs> it was Mae Whitman in the first movie, The Duff. Jesse Usher, that's a person. Usher. Dylan yeah. Hiller. I almost called him <laughs> Dylan Hiller. Dylan Hitler. This was a different movie. Dylan Hiller, stepson of Stephen Hiller, captain of Earth Space Defense. He was previously portrayed by Ross Bagley in the first film. They didn't bring those kids back. Fuck them kids. And Ross Bagley was in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. There you go. Uh, William Fickner as Colonel Willie Sharp. Joshua T. Adams, the United States Air Force General and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And President of the United States. Becomes the President of the United States. Charlotte Gainsbourg, Dr. Catherine Marceau, a French psychiatrist. She's uh, researching telepathy. I didn't catch any, any of, of this. No, I don't know who that is. Judd Hirsch as Hoggle from the Labyrinth. Uh, <laughs> he's a retired rabbi who goes in and out of an accent throughout the entire David, movie. this is not healthy. Did you guys catch this? That he wrote a book called oh. How I Saved the World that narrates the events of the first invasion. That he did a book signing in a nursing home. Yes. Because that's where you want to be. I um, caught that when the bus full of children that he kidnapped yeah. no he adopted they're we in a have shallow Brent's, grave right now brent spiner returns how we don't know dr brackish oaken the director of research at area 51 brackish. where he's been in a coma for 20 years the fuck is brackish brackish is like gross water oh really yeah. so he's gross water oaken yeah so stay away from that gross uh, water fish <laughs> You fucking shit fisherman. Uh, do I, is there anybody else that's worth... Uh, yeah. Okay, there uh, is. Yeah. The, who? Vivica A. Fox. Oh. Jasmine the dolphin Whoa. collector. Yes. yes. She no dolphins in this one, are And there? she's not a stripper. She's a doctor. I will say the one I will mention, because you went in depth about Robert Loja. Yeah. The one I will mention is Rain Lau, so the Chinese lieutenant pilot girl, is played by someone <laughs> named Angela Baby. One word. Wait, what? Angela Baby. So she's like Madonna? Something like that. Angela, baby. Baby, like B-A-B-Y? Yeah. Angela, baby. One word. So you know how people get Chinese words tattooed on them or who knows what they mean? (laughs) I think that that's just a reverse. Like, we're just going to pick two English words. Angela, baby. Yeah. Somebody went to a very shitty tattoo artist. Uh, Someone made the point that Disney has now cast Aquafina, who's the comedian and singer and actress, and she's very good. The end of all water as we know it. Yeah, but somebody has now cast her in like five straight Disney movies, and they're like, is she the only Asian person that Disney knows? Because she, they're like, the you f- can't there's call me other racist, Asian people. Asian friend. And they're like, no, Aquafina, she's got to be in everything. All right, is there any character that you give a shit about? enough about to even mention 
through. I'm going to try to bring this all back together. So there are three people within this movie that seem to have some sort of telepathic link to the aliens coming back. President Whitmore, the African warlord guy, and Dr. Oaken, who, Oaken, we're talking about heavy and logic. DJ ladies. Paul Oakenfold, right? DJ Paul Oaken, brackish. He has brown water Oakenfold. I don't know if there is a standout character because it's so fucking written muddledly. I believe the question was, is there a character you give a shit about? And that's a hard no from me. That guy that's the co-pilot, he's the worst character in the movie. Oh, Charlie, 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 Charlie. Yeah, you know his name. He, Charlie he's tries. a sci-fi channel actor. Charlie tries to get with Angela, baby. And she's like, uh, dinner. How old are you? Oh, she's like, I want to eat you for dinner. She says, how old are you? And he's like, 23 and a half. Okay. Is that? Like, that's the comedy in this movie that we get. Jesus Christ. You think he improv that? Who knows? I mean, okay, let's be honest. It's going to come down to best actors. It's going to be either Goldblum or fucking Bill Pullman. But Goldblum, they... Okay, you're going to put Goldblum in your movie... He should be Goldblum doing Goldblum, which I we agree. mentioned in Independence Day. He yeah. improvised a lot of that. You put Goldblum in this one, and they're like, you're an astronaut. You know, they put it him in a not. space suit shooting guns and shit, and it's like, that's not Goldblum. They rely. He the moon like it was just like Tuesday yeah. afternoon. Well, like he was that. in Africa, and he was in South Africa or whatever, and then it's like he was just in the moon. In the moon. He penetrated the moon. Might as well have. But I yeah. can't stress enough. They love to go back to the well of the speech from the first oh, movie. Oh, yeah. It's right when you turn on opening credits, you hear the speech, and there's always some sort of recreation. Well, Colonel Willie Sharp gives a yeah, new version of it. It's like, boy, they cannot it's, forget that first well, movie. That's it's a good, the same movie, but worse. That's a good transition. So a lot of this movie is like they pick up the major beats from the first one. The War of 96. And recreate them. So you've got people internationally in all the other countries who are standing by for instruction or listening to this thing happen. Listening to old Despite ham radios all this again. Alien technology we have, they're listening to ham radios. Exactly. Yeah. There's like um the flyover. I mean there's there's just a number the talking through the you know, using a, a human to talk through the voice yeah. horn. Yes. So with that said, why don't normally this is where we mention best or favorite scenes. We have I'm none. going to say this week Will you please mention scenes from this movie? <laughs> it's almost, what's the worst scenes of this movie? And it's hard to cap them all. Let's throw a general thing out there. The CG in this movie is almost sci-fi Sharknado quality shit. So are the, the, so the dialogue like, in this movie. They look like curtains. All yeah. the dialogue in this movie has like a pause in between it that's unnatural that makes it like, hey, will you protect me? Yes, I will. It's like that sort of quality dialogue. Plus, the amount of juxtaposition in this movie is remarkably bad. They cannot seem, and I get it, you're going to have to have correlation with the first movie, but they fucking fall back on the first movie so much that they know they're dealing with a shit product. So they're like, hey, run the fucking speech again of Whitmore doing the speech. Let's do it's it. Super Troopers too. I never watched it, yeah. thank God. It's exactly what it yeah. is. And, and some points of this movie are a shot for shot. Yeah. When Or Anchorman 2. Yeah. Anchorman 2. Ugh. When they're walking out of the salt flats in yeah. the end, it's the same. Yep. There's a the big ship in the background There's, and the guys I, are in the... I, they left the fucking mothership there. I mean, we're just, recording episode, but if there was somebody who cared enough, I bet there's a YouTube video that's like 10 things that are throwbacks to the first movie, at least. Oh, beyond They it. made a YouTube video probably that are just like... Nobody can look me with a straight face and be honest and tell me that this movie humped 
Because it didn't. No. That's what I'm saying. At some point, they hit the save button. Big time. said, we made our movie. All right. It's like, fuck, we're so So funny. even though we Jim mentioned it, this. the first scene that I will mention that's in this movie is Robert Loja. Today, we are honored to be in the presence of some of the brave men and women who defied insurmountable odds and led us to victory over alien invaders two decades ago. General Gray and his beautiful wife, so they propped they him have, up literally. They have this. What would you even call this? They built this stadium for the president to deliver a speech. It literally is the 20th anniversary of the war of 96. Okay. So they have this huge like stadium, new Washington, this, like, new capital, alien technology, TV screen. That's like fucking 500 feet helicopters. They decided, Hey, we need to take the propellers off. Yeah. We don't need those anymore. So technology. at this thing, they're like, Hey, this guy's cool. And Robert Loja, will you stand up? And he's, General Gray. He stands up. He may be CGI. He, he may not be. He looks like a cigar store Indian <laughs> yeah. that somebody threw a He almost looked like Greg his. Valentine. Yeah. And he, so he sits back down. That's all we get of Robert Loja. And then he fucking died in real no. life. Yeah. He head nods. Pullman uh, walks on stage and goes, sub bitch. And sub Robert Loja's like, sub dude. Mm? Fuck you too. What's so, up, dude? And then the other scene I will mention, just so one of you guys don't don't mention it. Oh, great! Is Vivica A. Fox death baby on the roof? That's my favorite thing. Uh, oh, so I love that that happened. We are not going to die. Marine three, clear. I got bodies on that hospital roof. They need immediate evac. Get on board, get on board. We gotta go right now! Ah. Ah. Mom! Pull her up! Pull her up! No! No, Mom! No! Vivica Fox is a nurse. She looks much different. She's not into dolphins anymore. Kevin, I literally think she's a legit doctor. Like, she's wearing white doctor <laughs> well, gown. Well, then she's a doctor. Whatever she is. She Stripper works to doctor. in a hospital. She's a doctor. Yeah. And the world is like literally collapsing. Literally. Like literally. Is, the entire half of the city has like raised up like it's a wave. The, the city is collapsing. Gravity is falling a pin on itself. A woman that I don't think we've intru been introduced to goes out onto the roof holding a baby. And she's like, my baby, my baby, my baby. I want back my baby ribs. back. <laughs> ribs. And she. Angela, baby. And, Vi and Vivica Fox. It's not Angela, baby. Vivica Fox chases her out on the roof and says, go inside. I promise the 10,000 foot fire wave won't get you. So a helicopter without propellers is able to come in and basically take my hand. I will catch you, Danny. And I will catch you. Okay. Believe in me. I will catch you. It. <laughs> So they they get the baby, and then they get the woman who's not Angela baby, and then Vivica Fox, her son is in the helicopter because that's how it works in movies. Yeah. You could be anywhere Dylan. right now, but here you are. The same and thing happened to her twenty years ago. Dylan John, he spits fire. Even though they promised, Danny, take my hand, I will catch you. I'll Even catch though they you. promised, believe in me, I will catch you. They don't, and she falls. But because it, it okay. So an unfair thing that happens is in movies when a character dies off screen, sort of, you don't know for sure whether they're dead. So like, you have to see their death, and you see Vivica Fox from this like she gets sucked into the world's biggest sinkhole and falls and dies, but we never see it up close. So I kept waiting because of the rules of movies. I kept waiting for her to just like walk through. The salt flats at the end like limping and they weren't above doing that either because judd hirsch yes is 
surfing. So is Oaken. Oaken's back. Like out of the same wave that kills. So uh, I'm like Vivica a Fox very well may return. And then the quick throwaway line, Captain Steve, sorry, Colonel Stephen Hiller's death. Captain Hiller, considering he died during a test flight, how do you feel taking off for the moon from a hangar named after your father? He would have loved it. It's too bad he's not here to see it. This guy almost single-handedly saved the entire planet. Dies on a training mission. Sure. It's like, fuck you, Will. You know what? You want $50 million for both movies? We're going to write your character off like a prick. <laughs> well, they could have been like... There was a line that said he died on a $50 million Yeah, that's plane. what I was going to say. <laughs> they could have been like, we handed him a bag of $50 million and they crushed him. But in all actuality, when it comes to Vivica A. Fox's character, Jasmine, when it comes to her reality of physics and air and everything else. Remember from the first movie, her and Dylan were saved by jumping into a doorway in a fucking tunnel where somehow oxygen did not bring fire within it. So she's thinking, I'm good. I've escaped death multiple times. I'll be fine. Now, I got a dolphin ring. I was going to say, we compared this movie to a sci-fi movie. Now, if this would have been a sci-fi movie, she could have just married a dolphin. I would have been way more into that. Or a fucking What happened tornado. in the last 20 years? Vivica A. Fox character married a dolphin. She married Echo the Dolphin. She married young Dolph. <laughs> Anybody else have scenes that are in this movie? So I I hate that there is an alien ship tornado circling through Area 51 at one point in this. Yeah, and you would think that I would love tornadoes. Yeah, we yeah, do yeah. love tornadoes. So that's yeah. kind of a thing. So basically, the the queen, the mother bitch, uh, alien, who's what. 50 feet tall, 100 feet tall. Yeah. She's uh, running through the desert, through the salt flats like a this giraffe. Is the, this is the only time CG in this movie looked really well, good. Well, it's because it's it's brightly it's lit, lit and yeah. it's it's daytime and there's no storm. There's no overcast. It's just a brightly lit 50 to 100 foot alien running through the salt flats like a giraffe. And in order to protect their queen, the uh, worker bees, the ships, what is there, a thousand of them? They're oh, just yeah. flying in a circle. Like a, like a, a shield. Literally a fucking tornado shield around yeah that was pretty cool i appreciate that part it drove me nuts i will say there's a a couple scenes when they're in the worker bees around the moon it felt like it was harkening back to 2001 a space odyssey which was really nice i appreciated the harvester showing up on the planet and wrecking shit that was kind of cool doing the gravity disruption i remember that yep all right it's (laughs) tough man the whole thing was video game cutscenes that you wish you could skip what so We'll just talk about it for a second. All right. So the first one, I, I feel like had a good deal of like Americana quality to it. It takes place within the White House. Fourth of July. You've got a Fourth of July. You've got almost Memorial Day. You've got everybody gathered outside in their campers waiting to see the aliens. You've got impending like Y2K, which plays into it. You've got just this this slice of Americana. Great performances. The end of the century. Dawn of a new one. Characters we care about. Russell Case. The new one is like mostly takes place on the moon. Which, which right there is like, okay, we just, we just lost that relatability. Yeah. And then the characters are kind of just like, for an unknown reason, one of the characters punches another character five minutes into the movie. Two of the guys on the moon base punch each other. That was uh, Dylan Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> punches Thor's brother or vice versa. The thing about the first movie, it was grounded in what potentially could have been reality. They're going to show up one of these days yeah. and we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. But this, unless this we come to life is being interrupted. Unless we come together, we're not going to defeat such an overwhelming thing. And they fucking did. This one they're like, we're on the moon, we stole their shit, we figured out their shit. They're never going to come back. Oh, hi. Oh shit, fuck, we win. Yeah, There's the it's, movie. It, it's it just loses I guess from a storytelling perspective it needed to start on earth more so. It needed to. 
We're and, right on the yeah, moon. I, they kind of got right into it, which I guess in theory they did in the first one. Yeah. I love the fact that they cut right to the shit and the movie is still two hours long. Yeah. that It's just, I don't care if a moon base is getting destroyed. I don't fucking care because what does that have to do with us? I don't see a fucking American flag up there, man. Yeah. We were there first. Hey, Neil, what up? Come on. That's the result of the war in 96, though. We're all one. I know. Except those African warlords. That's right. Yeah. Anybody spot a swimming pool in this one? I did not spot one in this. I don't think there was. But I'm pretty sure. I don't think there was. Well, then again, they were shooting a plasma gun into the planet, which should have ionized all the water. So let's say it's the Earth's swimming pool, Kevin. Well, let's get out of the Earth's swimming pool because it's time for pool check. Get out of here, you alien assholes! If you can't tell by our demeanor thus far, we've been keeping it real loose around here. Real dumb. Real loose lately. For this week's pool check, no music videos, no Mount Rushmore, no pool party. No pool party. we're going to do some immature Mad Libs. I have written a script. Judd Hirsch will pick you up for talking like that. I'm going to have Jim and Corey fill in the blanks. And after we filled in the answers, I will read what we came up with. Now, you two, it's up to you. You can either alternate or work together or both. And feel free. You can keep it straight. You can play straight up answers. You can be as childish as you'd like. Because I know that on Mad Libs, I always used to just like verb fuck. Pecker lips. Down (laughs) shit. I hate the fact that I, I've now hit 40, I'm three beers in, and I'm feeling it a bit, so oh, let's fucking let freedom ring. We're drinking beers? Grandpappy's getting crazy. We got, we're partying in here. We got all kinds Woo! of beers. Corey, you're our guest. Go, Corey. You go first. The name of an actor. Robert Loggia. Ooh. A name of an actress. Jessica Chastain. Now we're talking. Oh, yeah. All right, this part, you may have to tighten these gaps because of how already it's working because I'm going to have to write. That's what she said. So, yes, you might have to tighten these I'll gaps. review the movie. Corey, a person's name. Dylan Hitler. Brent Spiner played Lieutenant Commander Data in Star Trek The Next Generation. Jim, a person's name. Can be just a single name, can be a whole name. Maggie Whitwood. I don't know why that came to me. Maggie Whitwood also worked at the St. Andrews Golf Course in 1984. A season. Fall. Fall is a time where leaves fall off the tree. All right, Jim. The name of a specific book, album, video game, magazine. Oh, wow. Mike Tyson's punch out. (laughs) Mike Tyson was the star of an NES game that later got removed for copyright in 1990 and became punch out. Instead of Mike Tyson, it was Mr. Sandman. A city, state, or country. Sarajevo. Sarajevo was the home of Drossen Petrovich, former point guard for the New Jersey Nets. Jim, a number from 1 to 99. 69. And of course, I'm going to pick 69 because it's an amazing sexual maneuver that most people like to do in their early 20s. Corey, a different actor. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton was an amazing actor who should have won 500 fucking Emmys for Twister and, of course, Weird Science. All right, Jim, a type of candy. Candy corn. Gross. Candy corn is the most amazing Halloween candy. And if you think any differently, you can go fuck yourself. Corey, a shape. An old uh, dick shaped. course the guy who referenced dick shape stuff also wears magnum condoms all right go ahead jim a plural noun oh fuck you know how a, i am a with noun english is a, a noun is a person place or thing and plural means it has an s on it walmart's i like to go to walmart to look for wrestling figures that are now having no more did did distribution an adjective ending in ed ejaculated some people call it jizzing jim a place Ooh, moscow 
Okay. Doesn't have to be a specific place, but okay. Sure, that's great. Almost said euphoria. A skill. Juggling. That's I'm glad you went with that, because I that's the example I used when I was writing the script. Okay. Jim, an adjective. A descriptive word. Fuck you. I knew that. <laughs> Throbbing. Wow. I hope. It might not be at all. Corey, a thing. Chuggo's skull scepter. If you check out Chuggo's on YouTube, it's one of the most amazing videos of all time. Chuggo. I don't remember the name of the song. What's it called? Come on, fucking guy. Come, Come on, on, fucking guy. Come on, by Chuggo. A past tense verb. So a verb, an action word ending in ED. Wasted. Wasted is a term that comes up on screen if you die in Grand Theft Auto. Corey, a band or a musical artist that's not Billy Joel. Oh, come on. <laughs> a one, two. Rod one. Stewart. Great. Wow. Fucking horrible next to Billy Joel. <laughs> this is going to sound awful, but Rod Stewart's still alive, right? Yeah. Probably. He was an independent. Jim, the name of a popular song from oh. any point in history. Wonderwall. Wonderwall, Oasis, 1996. What's the story, Morning Glory? Second album. <laughs> Morning Glory. <laughs> Three beers have kicked uh, in. A noun. Pecker. I consider that an adjective, but that's just me. Jim, a verb. Shithoused. That's an ED on it. That's a verb. Yeah, I'm just going to do shithouse. And then, uh, Corey, a letter of the alphabet. I'm going to try and read this without pissing my pants. J. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. All right. Are we ready? Oh, my God. <laughs> Immature Mad Libs from the Pool Scene Podcast. Robert Loja and Jessica Chastain star as Dylan Hitler and Maggie Whitwood in the fall blockbuster Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. <laughs> based on the video game of the same name. In Sarajevo in the year 2069, Bill Paxton stars as supervillain Mr. Candy Corn Dick Shape. <laughs> Our team of Walmarts is ejaculated in Moscow with juggling, throbbing, and Chuggo's skull scepter. They will try to escape before they are wasted. With a soundtrack featuring Rod Stewart covering Wonderwall. Whoa. This pecker is not one to shithouse. (laughs) This movie is rated J. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. I agree. This pecker is indeed not one to shit house. Oh my god. Housing peckers. I can't tell you how much I, I can't wait till we uh, our deep end is gonna be shit housing peckers. It's gonna be a great movie. <laughs> so we starring have, Bob Vila. Okay, so let's Robert Loja and Jessica Chastain stars Dylan Hitler and Maggie Whitwood in the fall blockbuster Mike Tyson's Punch Out. That's great. Based on the video game of the same name. And it so it's Mike Tyson's Punch Out, but it takes place in Sarajevo in the year twenty sixty nine. Hey, you know, shit could have flurned up flurn. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Paxton, who's dead, stars as supervillain Mr. Candy Corn Dick Shape. CGI. It sounds like fucking what uh, Coconut Pete would sound like. Yeah. Our team of Walmarts is ejaculated in Moscow with juggling, throbbing, and Chuggo's skull scepter. They will try to escape before they are wasted. Oh, man. With a soundtrack featuring Rod Stewart covering Wonderwall. This pecker is not one to shit house. <laughs> this movie's rated. Jay. Oh, shit. I can't tell you how much better that sounds than Independence Day Resurgence. Yes. Oh, it's horrible. All right. Well, that was very fun, uh, but let's unfortunately get back into the vaporized ocean that would turn into fog and storms. 
Hey, don't tell him to shut up. You'd all be dead now if it wasn't like David. None of you did anything to prevent this. There's nothing we could do. We were totally unprepared for this. Ah! Don't give me unprepared. Come on, Julius. It was what, in the 1950s or whatever, you, you had that uh, spaceship? Dad, no, Dad. Yeah, that thing that you found in New Mexico. Dad. What was that? Not, not, not the spaceship. Was that Roswell? Roswell, New Mexico, yeah. No, you had the spaceship and you had the bodies. They were all locked up in a, in a bunker. <laughs> Where was that? David. I don't know. A Area 51, right? Area 51. You knew then. And you did not. All right, critical question this week. I have two. First, what's your favorite alien design in a movie? Ooh. All right. We've done realistic alien movie before, but whose alien design do we like? If I could say in general, I would say Michael Westmore's creation on Star Trek The Next Generation. Throughout the Star Trek series, the aliens have been really good. How about the Borg? Borg are amazing. Considering fucking Thomas Whitmore in this movie is basically locutus of Borg, it makes perfect sense. So many of them rehash the same. Yeah. Well, design. like it's kind of hard. I was I like signs because I was, was going to go. It's with signs, the traditional string bean, yeah. big head alien, big eye, long finger, and, and you got to see a lot of them in signs. I, I like I predator. I like yeah, how his mouth opened and uh, stuff. I appreciate the arrival, not Anthony the Rumble arrival Johnson, but the the arrival, the one that one you're talking about the Charlie backward Sheen. leg. Okay, yeah, yeah, backward so, leg. That's just, they're among us. That's like the thing. Still counts. Which is cool too, because it can just be whoever, but I got the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Because that's a totally different. It's something. Sort of thing. That's a new take. I dig the fourth kind where they just kind of make you see whatever they want you to see. I mean, if they're, that's a kind of, if we were to believe that they're more intelligent than us, then yeah, why show us their true form? Let's be real. They have to be. What about Mac and me? Oh, Jesus e. Christ, generic E.T. Alf. I was going to say, Demogorgon from Stranger Things is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, which it pulled inspiration from other places, but yeah, yeah. super cool into it. It's a tribute. We basically have an alien among us, like in real life. So octopus, octopi are, so they're as smart as humans. They don't share DNA with literally anything else on earth. They're their own thing. So they say. And I, so who says the octopus? Octopus. No, we don't share none of that DNA. No, shit. fuck you, man. Uh, we checked. We're good. So I think, uh, I think octo, octopi were, uh, octopods were brought here from space. Somebody shot them into the ocean to monitor us. Dolphins are smart as shit too. Yeah. If Independence Day 3 were to happen, which they've still got returns, they left choices, the, rises, all of those other names out they there. They left the end of this movie extremely wide open saying, hey, we can go take the fight to them. Well, it's funny because before this movie ended, that's actually what my Independence Day 3 would be. I would say, okay, we've got their technology. Why don't we go to them and prevent them from ever coming here again? But the problem with that is they loop around and come back when we're gone. Well, I just complained about the, the around. I just complained about losing the Americana of the first one. The third one would literally take place entirely on foreign planets. It can't be more foreign than the planet they came up with for this. <laughs> but wait a minute. Isn't technically America a country building type country now? So we go into foreign lands and just say, hey, this is our America. So technically we can go into another planet and say, hey, America, we found it. Mission accomplished. My theory, spoiler alert, is that uh, those aliens, the circle thing that Professor Oak yeah. probably Yeah, we didn't talk about this. Looking. There's The reason the aliens are here is because we're... Okay, Jim, you might, you're might you the one that paid attention. 
Yeah. Uh, there's seen it twice. There's now, good so. aliens and bad aliens. Yes, there are. And the bad aliens are back because they want to. They want to take the power of the core of the planet. They want to siphon it and remove it okay, for their own but gain. What about like we're allies with the good aliens or something? The good aliens have been fighting the bad aliens for thousands of years, but the bad aliens defeated them by destroying their planet. So the alien that Oaken uncovered was the last of its race. And they are now like a digital it's, only. If you're familiar with the video game Mass Effect, same premise with distant ancient if cultures. If you've ever seen Gremlins and the one Gremlins 2 and the one Gremlin becomes electric. <laughs> the aliens become a British voice inside of a floating orb. But So my theory, we've got a paper, scissors, rock situation where the orb alien definitely got penetrated by Dr. Oaken. Yeah. Professor Oaken, whatever he is. Yeah. DJ uh, Paul Oaken. They Paul. needed us to defeat the Them. exoskeleton aliens. Yep. Because we can... You know, we got the skills. Yeah. But now that they're out of the picture, they're like, well, remember when I said I wasn't, I was the last one of my kind? Guess what, motherfucker? You, you killed the only obstacle remaining here's between you and us. Yeah. Duke. yeah. Well, here's the thing. They knew how to get us. They're like, hey, we helped you defeat them. We'll give you interstellar travel yes. if you come with us to take them out once and for all. Yeah, I like that. I, I actually think that's a more interesting movie than the second one. But in order for that to happen, the second one has to happen. So, And yeah, we built a new Washington on our planet. We just believed this. Yes, yeah. circular. Right, we didn't like. We didn't ask for qualifiers. Yeah, we were just not like one of them at all, and we were like, Whoo. So, yeah, somewhat in God. the third movie, they need to like the humans need to uncover like this motherfucker was full of shit the entire time and used us to help them because you find out there's yeah. more than just them. And next thing you know, end the third one on a bad point. We fucking lost everything. They came back around. Well, then they conquered then you'd our have planet. Have a fourth one, and no nope. one wants that. Nope, because all of humankind's destroyed. That's We're just fucking <laughs> done. I and honestly, it, by the by the time this one ended, I was on the side of the aliens. I wanted real humankind but to be over. Here, <laughs> here's the thing that always always drives me nuts. Why do movies always have to end on a good note? Now I know the wrestling parlance where send them home happy. Have you seen the mist? Yeah. Oh, it's been <laughs> a long just time. Spoiled it for you, but but seriously, why don't more movies end on like Armageddon? Fucking end it with the fucking planet destroyed. Sunset Park. They missed the winning shot. Mulholland Drive. Which you showed me, which I don't get. You saw, I, I did not show you Mulholland Drive. Brian I showed you three minutes of Mulholland Drive. Horrible. That really has nothing to do with anything <laughs> else in the movie. I thought, I think that became a thing for a while though. After the mist. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And that kind of became the, the new Hollywood ending was yeah. like the. Everyone's doomed. The main character. Well, I preferred that. the sequel to the mist. Gorillas in the mist. Well, somebody did that originally. And that was Mr. Michael Jacko. Oh, something you're going to say, Mr. Mr. In Thriller. When he goes, he <laughs> turns around. You can't hear that on the podcast. <laughs> just whipping my head around. <laughs> and he's got the yellow eyes and it's all real. And he's, he's one of the aliens from the other planet. Logic for this movie. Do we want to bother? It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. I got five things okay. of logic. Wow. They're all in caps. I, now, again, I have some logic, too. I don't know that it's worth even bringing up. I'm bringing it fucking There's up. so much of it, but... I got five. Here's number one in caps. How in the futch round did people not expect them to come back after 20 fucking years? Seriously. Prepare. Yeah. You didn't. You killed some aliens <gasps> 20 years ago. 
Oh, but what, the existence. did they come back and the, get the hind knees? Oh no! The existence of aliens twenty years ago proves how infinite the universe is. Yeah, exactly. So how many more aliens are like, hey, those are our that's our cousin planet? Yeah, you'd think. But here, got another one for you. Why did they not just show a lander ship in the very first movie when they threw did another throwaway line saying the big ship in Africa that was the only ship to um um uh, land. On, uh, on planet earth i mean go, fucking why didn't you show it in the first one yeah. they almost went as far as saying that happened off screen i mean well you brought up the fact and so did you bring up the fact that the size of that lander ship where they yeah. said it was what thirty thousand miles wide three thousand mile diameter which entering our atmosphere i looked this up would literally fuck everything up like it would cause a shift in plate tectonics that would basically rip the earth apart not mentioning entering the atmosphere would fuck with the weather and everything would like go to another one of Roland Emmerich's movies, The Day After Tomorrow, which I still, what was it? The temperature was dropping. Was it 10 degrees a second or 10 degrees a to minute? To the point they had to. Regardless. Irrelevant, yeah. They yeah, had to evacuate been, everybody on a planet south of the equator. Yeah, because it was like, if the temperature was dropping 10 degrees a minute, it would be 600 below in an hour. I'd sleep a lot better. I'll say so, that much. Here's another point of logic. Dr. Oaken died in the first fucking movie. Clear as day died. Not in this one. He's back. Hey. He's been in a coma for 20 years, apparently. explain that with alien technology he, and resurrection. gets his voice back. He wakes up and goes, did we win? Yeah. Because how uh, long has it been? And then he can walk around. No problem. It's the muscles are not atrophied or anything. First of all, no shit you fucking won. You just woke up in a hospital. Yeah. Like, motherfucker. You think an alien's going to take care of you? Are still here? <laughs> and here's another one. <laughs> and there's one point. In Area 51, crazy old President Whitmore shows up. For some reason, Area 51, the most top secret facility in world history. The former president of the United States, who becomes a civilian, and the presidents are not privy to a lot of stuff, a lot of information. We learned that from the first movie when they're on Air Force One, where Mr. Nimziki tells President Whitmore, plausible deniability, that's why you don't know about Area 51. But however, the president has access codes to every part of Area 51. Mm-hmm. They should have fucking changed that with every president. Change every fucking hour. I went to high school. Change your locker combo every hour at this rate because somebody's going to steal your science book. <laughs> Fuck off. A Next science one, book not that might have explained some of the things <laughs> in this movie. Exactly. And then my final point of contention, when all the ships are flying around, the big 100-foot-tall exoskeleton queen, they initiate a fusion drive in their F-14 space Tomcats, and they... They're going so fucking fast that there is absolutely no way that they would be able to survive the G's going around that thing. So crazy. I mean, granted, Kevin and I went through a lot of G-force on the Jackrabbit at Kennywood (laughs) a week and a half ago, but still. Yeah, I most of my logic stems from just the incorrect science, but being able to suspend disbelief and just say, okay, it's a movie. But something I could not suspend disbelief for is why the fuck ex-president Whitmore have a cane? They never talk about why. He didn't why? break his leg or have any crazy leg injury in the first. Yeah, it's just, okay, he's crazy. What would help? Cane. A yeah. Cane. And a beard. Yeah, and a crazy beard. And a beard. neck beard. Yeah, I mean, granted, he's 20 years older, but even his voice is very trembly. You know who wasn't 20 years older? Data? I'm sorry, Dr. Oaken? Judd Hirsch. <laughs> Judd yeah. Hirsch did not age at all he in and out of accent younger his accent was in and out yeah he really phoned it he's in. like i don't i don't know what independence day is but i'll take your money that you didn't want to i wouldn't even be here now if it wasn't for taxi 
He's Hoggle from the Labyrinth forever for me. Pretty much. Uh, here's an interesting question. What's the legacy of this movie? There should never be one. Uh, my, the only uh, note I have written is that Disney now owns the rights, and despite Emmerich's pleas, I would imagine there's a better chance of a reboot than another sequel. Ugh. You have to. There's no way they can continue this. I no, would take a reboot of this second movie and not the first one. <laughs> wow. Just make it. Well, they do that now. They just like the new Halloween movies are like, well, forget anything happened after. Was it one? When they redid Halloween, the 2018 one with Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. he said everything after Halloween two don't count. So they're doing a sequel yes. to that one. And it's what Halloween dies or something like that. Halloween kills. It's, Halloween it's, squirts. It's the final one. <laughs> Halloween squirts would be amazing. All right. Fucking plugs. What's up, guys? It's Scott Kuntz, uh, a.k.a. Tunza, and you are listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Pool Sceners, as always, thank you for listening to the episode this week right here on the Pool Scene Podcast. And if you want to know what's going to be coming up on future episodes or what Kevin and I may be thinking at any given time, Hop over to our Facebook page at Pool Scene Podcast. Make sure you smash that like button with unbridled enthusiasm. And while you are there, join the Pool Sceners Facebook group. It is for you. Exclusive access will be put right onto that group page and nowhere else. You will also have a voice in what you guys want to hear on upcoming episodes, polls, ideas, so many fun things. So make sure you join the Pool Sceners page on Facebook. Also, we have Instagram. Check out some amazing photos live from Studio 536. Also, we're trendy with the kids. Go over to our TikTok at Pool Scene Pod 1. And as always, subscribe, rate, and follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. And with that, back to Kevin. Hey, I know, Anthony. That would be a waste of time. What it now? Are you refer- like this entire Are you fucking referring movie? To watching yeah. the movie and then talking about the movie? Now, like we've said, we could not stand grind after Kevin and I loved that movie growing up. So I guess Kevin would be right to disqualify her. So between the rollerball remake that we covered in this, which one is the worst? It's this. Yeah, I would agree. Like, roll- I could watch Rollerball remake. Rollerball, again. even though it is also a remake, or you know, like saying remake or sequel, there's at least some like you know what intellectual property in there that's interesting. I agree. You know, there's some like cool stuff that they tried that maybe not all of it necessarily worked, but they tried some neat things. And this one, it just I feel like it was flat out of the gate. Yeah, I would agree. In this movie, there's no even if you suspend all disbelief and say that magically we can rebuild DC when half the population got killed. DC's 80 times the size it was before. And it go against the building code. We all did this in 20 years now and we have the people that can occupy these. Even if you ignore all of that, it was a bad movie. Yes. Horribly bad. The plot, it was convoluted. Yeah, see that's something that didn't even come up in logic is just like literally, okay, they got the alien technology the next day after it all happened and somehow that technology was so like, was it, did it come with instruction manuals? Apparently it came instruction manuals in English. Five years of cleanup yes alone to get rid yeah. of the destruction Corey, how many people would you say died in the first movie hundreds of millions hundreds of not billions world capitals yeah. fell yeah. governments yeah. died yeah Look, but they in, have the in, labor and they have the uh in resources the United States alone you had new york for sure gone dc gone Los Angeles. Gone. Houston. Yep. Vegas. Assuming Chicago was gone. A couple yeah, billion people. Be. Yeah, a couple billion. Acknowledge that that. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at, of the 350 million Americans, 300 at the time, probably you're probably lost 200 of them. At least minimum. 
minimum. Yeah, really, really crazy. So again, I want to mention Jim's birthday. Jim's such a swell guy that on his birthday, he gives me gifts. He gave me this really fucking awesome, not even like really that ever into Power Rangers that much, but this pumpkin rapper dude that we watched in the episode, who's a villain. Yeah. Pretty fucking sweet. I'm going to put it out in my Halloween decorations. Good deco. And then happy birthday, Jim. It's Thank the you, big 4-0. So the aforementioned Roland Emmerich, who directed both Independence Days, The Patriot, Day After Tomorrow, White House Down, and so on. 2012. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. yeah. He's bringing back ridiculous summer blockbusters, or should I say, non-fast and furious ridiculous summer blockbusters. Don't care. Except... Summer starts early because that ridiculous movie I'm talking about is scheduled to be released in February. That movie is Moonfall. This time the moon strikes back. Yeah. So the, starring. The moon will come. The yes. moon will come. My, oh. <laughs> it's uh, Halle Berry. I, if only the moon's voice was Judd Hirsch. What's the old, what's the old 1920s movie, A Trip to the Moon? Yeah. You know with the, talk about with the, a rocket into the moon's eye. That, but a porno. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big dick right in the the moon will <laughs> Halle Berry she knows something about coming uh, <laughs> what monsters Probably. ball uh, Billy Bob monsters ball make me feel good uh, pecker doesn't shit house <laughs> yes shit house peckers all over the place uh, uh, Halle Berry Patrick Wilson John Bradley Charlie Plummer Michael Pena Donald Sutherland who's not in the trailer the plot revolves around the moon. they the propped moon. him up like Loja <laughs> don't say that he, I don't want him to no. to pass after the movie the plot revolves around the moon getting knocked off its axis and on a collision course with earth now it seems that there's an m night Shyamalan twist because the plot summary ends with these unlikely heroes will mount an impossible see mounting <laughs> these unlikely heroes will mount an impossible last ditch mission into space leaving behind everyone they love only to find out that our moon is not what we think it is it's a cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking uh okay we're all gonna it, go see that it. moon has arms <laughs> it looks like I've got the legs same shit we just said yeah, I, I swear some of those scenes were shot for shot remakes you like bread I wish Eddie uh, Izzard was the moon I want to see this moon with the cutting news of flags a trip to the moons anus the other movie news that maybe you've seen Jim I thought you'd like this okay they're making a sequel to twins well, Arnold, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are returning. Of course. It's called are. Triplets. And the third. Kevin Hart. Close. Tracy Morgan. What? Arnold, no, Arnold. I'm coming for Twitch. Arnold, Danny DeVito, Tracy Morgan will star in <laughs> Triplets. Who asked for this? Who asked for Tracy Morgan? Of all Arnold you movies. You just named them. Actually. Of all Arnold movies. <laughs> At least it's not Junior. Yeah. Read right. Junior. Junior Resurgence. Of all Arnold movies to be like, let's make a second one. Twins. You know what I'd appreciate? Give me a fucking last action hero sequel. Commander. Kindergarten Cop. Resurgence. I would have watched Command. First Mr. grade cop. <laughs> First grade cop. Oh my God. Kindergarten cop. cop. Kindergarten. Well, actually there was a kindergarten cop too. It went straight to DVD. Was it, uh, What's his name? Ron the Cable Guy? No, it was Jonathan <laughs> Sheck from the guy who played the lead singer in That Thing, thing you, you Do. 
They should do a kindergarten. Wait, 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 wait. What? That's what? too big of a bombshell. <laughs> what? I was Jonathan like, Sheck starred in Kindergarten Cop 2. two. Not Larry <laughs> the Cable Guy. Not Larry the Cable Guy. I'm going to fucking double check that in case I am wrong. I hope he's wrong. <laughs> That's just something he <laughs> dreamed I about. Want made kinder- made. I want Kindergarten Cop Crisp's Revenge. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry. It's not Jonathan Sheck. It's Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> kindergarten Cop 2. Dolph Lundgren came out in 2016 with Bill Bellamy. Why? Shit, my pants. I'm going right at it. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. It's Bill Bellamy. This came out in 2018. I'm going to shit my pants. The movie has no budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I put this shit in your pants. Oh. I don't know if it's more surprising that it doesn't have a budget or that Jim makes up Jonathan Sheck with either Dolph Lundgren or Bill Bellamy. <laughs> Bill Bellamy is fits build in the movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. I'm like, I can't resurgence. Here's, here's what I'm blown away with. <laughs> you knew that this obscure movie with no budget was made. You're fuck the I can... only one that knows it's made. And I confused so Jonathan far off. Tough luck. Why, Jonathan? Chuck? Did you have a dream? What the fuck happened? <laughs> oh my god! Oh. I thought... <laughs> oh, I'm gonna choke to death. He's gonna shit his face. <laughs> my face hurts. Uh, uh, oh my god! Did you see the video of fucking Tommy the Green Ranger trying to beat the shit out of Sean Claude Van Damme? Yes. Sean of the Chick was there. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh my man. god! Oh, oh my god! Oh. Was there anything else you wanted to mention? I was going to say. Come on, keep them coming. Uh, We're going to play a quick game. Jim's like, uh, yeah, they're remaking the taxi TV show, and it's starring (laughs) Delta Burke. (laughs) Oh, actually, it was uh, Amanda Seyfried. All right. So I went down a rabbit hole the other night, and uh, who do you guys think is the highest grossing actor in Hollywood? The Rock. It's got to be The Rock, yeah. Wrong. Highest grossing actor in Hollywood. Jonathan Sheck. Stan Lee. Oh, he's really? grossed out uh, 30. He grossed mil- out. He grossed out. <laughs> he grossed out 30 million people. Well, the reason I went down the rabbit hole is I looked at the top five. Stan Lee's number one. Samuel L. Jackson is number two. At what dollar amount for Stan this, Lee? This is uh, 30 million. I'm okay. sorry, 30 billion dollars. All right. That's not because it's gross. It acting, though. Yeah, it's gross. It says highest grossing actors. Yeah, but that's it's got to be because attacked. they have movie to gross. pay him. It's movie gross. Okay, okay. He Samuel didn't Jackson. have 30 no. billion dollars. <laughs> this is where it hit me up. Frank Welker, the voice of, you know, Transformers. Yeah, Third, Cliff Clavin, John Ratzenberger. Wow. Fourth, and number five, some guy named Bob Bergen, who is in Kindergarten Cop 2. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, ratted out by Robert Downey Jr., Warwick Davis, Alan Warwick Tudyk. Warwick Davis, hell yeah. War- Ro- Alan Hello. Tudyk. <laughs> Scar- Scarlett Johansson and Andy Serkis. 
Okay. And Paul Bettany. So a lot of the How people that are in the Marvel that movies. That list makes no fucking no. sense to no. me at all. No, it's because all those people have been like Andy oh. Serkis is in. Every, he's in Planet of the Apes. All, all the legends, legends, legends of the Rings. I almost said Legends of the Apes. <laughs> Playmate of the Apes. Uh, Playmate of the Apes. And Misty I have Monday. that movie. I have that movie. Gladiator Eroticus and Lord of the G Strings. You don't have uh, dude. Those used to come on. Bitches uh, of like Eastwick. Cinemax. What's it called? Bitches of Bitches of no, Bitches of the Breastwick. Breastwick. Yeah, that's yes. it. But I have. Maybe we should do a Misty Monday movie. That'd be hilarious. Oh. Slither? God, that'd be awesome. Slither. That's in Slither. She's it, literally, yes, legitimately she's in Slither. She plays the oldest daughter oh, of the. You no, know, that was Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jonathan. Schitt. That might have been the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. Oh uh, well, that was fun. <laughs> oh. I'm really, really glad we got that on camera, and I can't wait. Camera for <laughs> <laughs> so check us out on YouTube. Recording you. Yeah, uh, I really can't wait for you to pull that clip and just. Advertise this week's episode. <laughs> that make it a, one of those audiograms. Find out why Jim was laughing that I, hard. I really want to hear those noises again. I First off, for that. who would have thought at the start of this fucking day? It's been a rough day for me. We covered a sequel to Independence Day, and the funniest thing that we come up with is me getting confused between Jonathan Shake and Dolph. Jonathan Shake. Is it Shake? Shake. Whatever. Shake? Fuck. Yeah. Like Master Shake from Aquacy I know it's S C H Jonathan Shake. Jonathan Vanilla Shake. What the fuck ever? You know what I mean. Ivan Drago is in Kindergarten yeah. Cop 2. We'll cover it. Swimming <laughs> oh, series. Okay. And then, oh, well, then Kevin, you want to. 2016, the same year as this. Yeah, so go figure. Kevin, you, you want to announce next week's movie? We can actually do it here. Yeah, we're going to do it. It's. Keanu Reeves movie. Keanu Reeves, we're doing a doubling them up this year about this season. A football strike and scab players with a weird knockoff soundtrack where they have like real songs by not the real artists, kind of. Very like ECW extreme music. Yes. And that movie is The Replacements. And it's Keanu Reeves playing another Ohio State quarterback, Johnny Utah, and Footsteps, Shane Falco. So the other day, I was trying to, in preparation of that episode, trying to imagine a scenario or universe where after Johnny Utah had to go into hiding because of you can listen to it on this season of Pool Scene Podcast, Point Break. After Johnny Utah essentially has to go and witness protection or something, what if he's the same character as Shane Falco? It would have been amazing. Like somehow he's the same guy. Oh, it would have been so good. All right. Any anybody else, Corey, we thank you for having having you on. First three time guest yeah, here on the it, yeah. podcast. Next time Corey comes back, we should cover that thing you do. <laughs> with Dolph Lundgren. With Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> all right. Until next week. Fuck them all. Fuck them bye. <laughs> <laughs>